With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 to 3 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom, what up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Gottlieb Show broadcast live every day from sunny Southern California and the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there with over uh, uh, unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We got our five for five upcoming, uh, all NFL picks. I got five of them for you upcoming. But uh, I want to first give thanks to myself. Uh, I was, everybody tried to dissuade me from going to the game last night. Jay Stude did. Uh, Dan Byer didn't. Uh, Dan didn't. But that's also, I didn't see him at the party last night. Didn't see Ramos. But they, everybody tried. Like, I'm at this party. We had a little um, post-show holiday party where uh, the big boss was in town. The other bosses were in town. And some of the talent uh, was there as well. All of the... uh, all of the um, salespeople, producers were there. It was good. It was a good little kind of gathering. Uh, there was some shuffleboard, which I refuse to do sheerly out of my age. Like, I just think once you play shuffleboard, you've you've kind of hung it up to real sports. That, that's kind of the, the way it, it, it works. Anyway, um, people are like, you got to leave now. Traffic, you're going to miss the game. The game's awful anyway. My buddy Rob, who got me these seats, 50-yard line seats, he'd been... We talked about going for the last month and a half. Then he was like, he sent me a bunch of texts. Look, dude, you got your party. If you're going to miss it, don't worry about it. Game's going to be bad. It was bad. So I spent an hour and a half in traffic, maybe, 
hour in, in traffic. Get to the game, roll in mid-second quarter. It had been on on my phone anyway with the Amazon app, right? So I've been watching it. Walked in, saw Derek Carr throw the his one of his interceptions. Really bad when he threw two. They're bad, bad. I mean, you're up 16 to three, and he throws one in the second half, like in the end zone. If you just take a knee and kick a field goal, the game is in fact over. Anyway, but I was rewarded with a great end of game. Here's my question to you, Dan Byer, because um, you have that historical knowledge gene, which is amazing. Will we care about this game in a couple weeks, in a year, in five years? Will we care about it? Uh, first of all, it's uh, Isaac sitting in today. Sorry, um, sorry Isaac. Before, before I give you a, a response, we had a party last night. Uh-huh. Uh, we we now go live to my inbox for the in- invitation. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, we won't. But Amazon executives are temporarily happy because it's as it's the ideal outcome they could have asked for. But a- absolutely not. I mean, you know, it, it could be a turning point in Baker's career as a more than serviceable NFL quarterback, a starter somewhere else. But the short answer is no. Jay Stu, do you think we'll talk about it in a, in in a month, in a year? Yeah, there was something about that last night that I think is going to stick. There was just there was something about that moment, given the uh, story of the week for Baker. Now, if Baker had been signed last week and been given a week to to catch up, but like it was the whole forty eight hour preparation, then leading a a game winning drive, that I think that made its mark. I think we'll remember that one for a while. What about you, there, uh, John Ramos? Yes, I think we'll remember it. Um, whether or not, like you said, it sticks for the rest of the season, we'll have to wait and see. They got the Packers next uh, weekend, so we'll see how it goes against Green Bay. Um, okay, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a rebirth to his career. But I do think you started to understand, like the whole Baker Mayfield thing was on display last night. Right? The, the whole Baker Mayfield thing. Because when you see him, you're like, well, he's not very big, not very athletic, doesn't have a great arm, right? Doesn't have a great arm. But the ability to process, to, to run a two-minute drill when you've been there for two days is nothing short of amazing. Um, and look, on the last drive, several of the footballs he threw were not great. Uh, but the, two, the the last two, the last one to Van Jefferson, and then what's the kid's name? The white kid who went to, who lost him. I mean, that was an unbelievable catch. Was Skronik. Great, ben Skronik. Huh? Ben Skronik. Ben Skronik. Um, I love Skronik. I, lo- I actually like to get the uh, cherry limeade. I'm kidding. Anyway. Doesn't it sound like, a, what is the name of that band that did that weird-ass music with at raves? You had to be like high to like them. Skronic? What is that? Uh, Isaac, you're a big music guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm headed to a big rave in Temecula over the weekend in the parking lot of a Walmart, but don't tell anybody. Anyways, go ahead, Doug. I'm sorry. Why you got to make fun of Temecula like that? Why are the raves in Temecula? I love Temecula. It has a thriving cultural scene. It really it actually really does. They got those hot air balloon things. Nothing sounds more miserable as like a dude than your wife or girlfriend going like, honey, we're going to go do a romantic uh uh, hot air balloon tour today. Like, oh my God. Cause the, the it's, it's like buying a boat, right? They, what do they say about buying a boat? The two best moments are when you buy the day you buy it, and the day you sell it. Like that's the same thing with the hot air balloon going up. Really cool. Coming down. 
also awesome. Everything in between, gotta suck. Skrillex. I found it. Skrillex. Skrillex. Literally never heard of them. Literally never heard of them. Anybody else ever heard of them? Like, now we're... Now, there's some probably people in the hallway. Is Big Mike going to come in going, you know, I... I I saw Skrillex when they first performed live. Actually, uh, according to Wikipedia, Skrillex is actually a person, not a group. That's a uh, one dude. There you go. He's a, the receiver for the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the whole Baker was on display, right? Where he doesn't have a great arm. He's not that big. They don't have a they they don't have much to offer. Uh, but it's not just the knack for being clutch, if you will. It's the the headbutting a teammate without a helmet on, the rah rah nature, the uh, like. I'll just give me the ball. I'll just figure it out. And honestly, the brains to be able to call plays and understand what's coming. And I'm sure he had a lot of help from McVeigh in his ear up until the 15 second mark on the play clock. That was remarkable, remarkable. Um, and but what I've told you, what I've told you about, is this who we're talking about? Yeah, this is Skrillex. Scary. This is like their big hit song, Scary Monsters. His big hit song. Hayes went through a um. What's it called when you electronic music? What's the what's there's a term for it? When you're when you like, when when you like electronic music. What, what's it called? E, when you like, it's yep. called EDM, right? EDM. That's yeah. what it is. EDM. He went through an EDM phase. <laughs> oh, the. This is it. This is what they're known for. Whatever this sound is. It's just so soothing to the soul, right? How much acid or E do I have to be on to <laughs> appreciate this? Uh, you know, I would think fans of theirs and people that are eclectic in music would probably be upset by what we're saying, finding this to be very, very uniquely, you know, its own. I don't think anybody like drives around with this stuff on, like thumping it. I think this is strictly for rave music. I agree with you as well. It's I actually don't... like, like I went to the Iron Maiden concert, right? And it was packed and it started to, I started to understand why, why going to a live show from Iron Maiden is a big thing. Cause you can't hear it on radio anymore. There's no place you hear it on radio. Right? Classic rock stations are gone for the most part. So with, with that in mind, uh, the one place you can go hear it and see it is, is Iron Maiden right there in concert. The same thing with EDM where there's no, like that's not getting a radio play. Plus it's not really cruise around music, but if somebody's going to have an EDM show, a rave where I can, you know, if I'm, if I'm an acid dropper or whatever, I can go do it. Then you, you go do it. Let's get to the game. Here's uh, Sean McVay talking about Baker Mayfield. Sean McVay, Super Bowl champion head coach. Talking about Baker Mayfield. I can't say enough about Baker Mayfield and the leadership, the resilience, the competitiveness, um, you know, and, and what a quick study. I mean, he just got here five minutes ago and, and figured out a way to, to be able to do some special things tonight. I just can't say enough about how impressed I am with just the command, the comfort, even just the operation. I mean, being able to just call the plays within the 40-second play clock or even 25 seconds out of a clock stoppage. or It, it was uh, – I'm still kind of like, what the hell's going on right now? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it really is crazy. I, like, I, 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 I'll talk, we'll talk about this more in the pod, but I was talking with a, uh, an NFL GM this morning, and we were talking about – his team and other stuff and league stuff. And I was trying to figure out, you know, what the hell happened in Tennessee? Uh, what shit, what's going to happen with Sean Payton? 
Like I'm trying to get like get as much league information as I can. And all he kept saying was like, I, I, "How did how did they run the two minute drill when he just got there two days ago? That doesn't make any any sense." Here's Baker Mayfield in the experience. I talked to him briefly, you know, hoping that you know now I got some time off a little bit, you know, learn the playbook a little bit more, go see him when he gets back in town. And yeah, he he's just always been in my corner, always communicated when things are going on. He he's had the message throughout the the past few months of just stay the course. Uh, here's Derek Carr on Baker. Yeah, it's tough, but it's the NFL. You know, these are professionals. There's really cool stories and cool moments for some guys, and um, I'm sure Baker will love that moment for the rest of his life, you know, to come in and be able to do what he did on, on just a short notice. Um, you got to give credit to them, you know, for, uh, for those moments. So it is It's frustrating. It's tough. Here's Josh McDaniel summing up the loss. The bottom line is until we figure out how to, you know, stop losing games with mistakes that we, you know, we do ourselves, then it makes it very difficult to win. So, you know, you can't really win until you stop from losing. And that's penalties, turnovers, things like that, that, that contribute to that. Hmm. Here's uh, Josh McDaniels on the penalties. Josh is the head coach. Wins and losses rest on your shoulders. But when you see the undisciplined penalties, is that the, the most frustrating part of the game? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to believe that we teach them the right way. And I, I think our guys play the right way for the most part. You know, I don't think we've been, you know, a, a team that's made a bunch of unsportsmanlike conduct fouls, late hits, unnecessary roughness. That's not really been our MO. So um, the, obviously those contribute to uh, the other team having success. It was just a mess of a game. And like, you know, all the, look, all the things that allow to be successful, allow to be failures, whatever, they, they all come into play there. Right. And why have the Raiders lost these games? Well, I mean, if we're honest about it, they have the ball on their own 49 with one yard to go at the two minute warning, two minute warning. If you go for it, if you get that yard, the game is over. The Rams have no timeouts. And while it's very fair to say, hey, look, man, you're, you're down. You're, you're only up six points. A touchdown beats you. You're going to give away half the field. The punt was kind of a miracle, right? That was a terrible punt that rolled from like the 25 to the two-yard line. But if the ball goes out of bounds, you're only, you know, you're only giving up 30 yards if you don't get the first down against an offense which should not have been able to get in the end zone. So the first thing on McDaniels is, you should, you should have gone for it on your own 49. Get one yard, the game is over. That's all you have to do. And they were dominating the game with Josh Jacobs running the football. Right? The, 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 the Rams, Aaron Donald's not in uniform. They have, there's no way they should even be able to stop him that much. And the truth is that the Rams didn't really stop him. Derek Carr threw two bad picks in the end zone. So, they haven't stopped you. They hadn't really moved the ball except for on the previous drive. And they have no timeouts. One yard wins the game. That's the first thing. Second thing was, uh, look, Baker does not have a live arm. He was missing all game, and it's just, it is not live. Now, he can do all the other creative stuff. All the other stuff is why he's been able to do what he can do. On the move, he threw a couple where he had to change the arm angle and he's throwing underhand or whatever. And, you know, in in some close, tight windows, he was able to make some throws. He's able to scramble just enough. And then he's smart. He's tough, right? He is a good leader. What Baker Mayfield lacks is the thing that we don't actually talk enough about. We always talk about intangibles and things we can't see. He has all of the intangibles. 
He doesn't have the tangibles. He doesn't have the goods. He just doesn't have the arm or the legs. Like if you don't have the arm, you got to have the legs. And he doesn't have either. He's, he's, he's athletic enough. He's got a good enough arm. But it, and, and he's obviously very, very bright. But in order to be great, you got to have at least two out of the three. And the guys that have three out of the three are the best that we've ever seen. Brady doesn't have the feet, but he can still make almost all the throws and obviously crazy bright in terms of his ability. And he gets rid of it super quick. So that's, it was a fun game to watch. And I'll, I'll tell you one other thing. And this Ramos and I talked about this a little bit is it's okay to give the Chargers and Rams grief over the fact that the place, that was a Raiders home game. How about this for the Raiders? The Raiders actually are going to play. Now they have, I think they have more home games than road games. Right? Um, but the Raiders, that's two additional home games playing at SoFi. They had 60, 70% of the fans. But having a split house is a way better atmosphere for a football game because, you know, like, look, if it's a close game and it's all one-sided, that's great. But there's it, it's like two one-sided. Every penalty is booed and every, like, Sometimes it's great to be at what felt like a bowl game or a national championship game or a Super Bowl or a Super Bowl where both sides are well represented. I don't know if that makes any sense. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're doing well. Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live every day from sunny Southern California. Welcome, welcome in. Um, I'm still buzzing off last night's game. Still buzzing off last night's game. But I, I want to talk a little bit about this, what feels like a breakup of a couple that never really got together. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection of fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was on the shop during Thursday night prime broadcast. Here's what he had to say. Are you ready? How, how, I haven't made the decision, and for me, it's like I would like I would like to to be in a stable environment. Get up 6 a.m., leave at 6 p.m. for four weeks, and then let's talk about it. I've played football for a long time. I'm not saying that I couldn't step in and play regular season, but I don't see the point. I really don't. Like I would rather play when that pressure's on. I'd rather play when the lights is on. Like I went through the whole playoffs, and I was after having my first bad playoff experience. Like I, all I was ready for was to clear that off my name. So, look, here's the deal, okay? The, the Cowboys were all hot to trot on him, or it seemed that way. Then he shows up, and he goes to the basketball game, and the next day we get the, you know, he's not actually going to be ready to play this year. It's more of a two-year deal sort of variety, which we were led to believe, well, OBJ will be really mad about it, and now he's like, well, yeah, I don't really need to play in the regular season. I'm just a playoff guy. It should be pointed out that James Washington, talented wide receiver who uh, was drafted at second round by the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, he just now got healthy, just now got cleared, should play this weekend. I think in, that plays no small part in it, right? They need another wide receiver, and they were probably getting a little frustrated and maybe thought, well, we can bring an OBJ here. But, yeah, that's not the way it works. <laughs> you know? It's not the way it works. Do you want to go to... Roos Chris. I'd love to go to Roos Chris, but I only want to eat the dessert. <laughs> you know, I only cheesecake factory. Let's go. Let's go. We'll go family dinner. I only want to eat dessert. I only want to play in the playoffs. 
Like, hey, hey, dude, we we kind of need you. Like, we kind of need you before that. Um, so OBJ can tell us all he wants to tell us about his experience and how he's done it before, and look, he's played football his whole life. But we're I feel like we're the only ones who talked about this for a couple of months, which is no one's seen him run. And he doesn't want to run for anybody. No one's seen him with pads on. And he don't want to put pads on for anybody. He's not cleared to play. He's not going to play. My guess is the medicals, when they look at it, like, yeah, this is not great. And he's kind of trying to pull a fast one on people. Who, you know, when Jerry Jones backs away from something that he pretty openly desires, tells you all you need to know. So I, I don't, I mean, look, here's Dak Prescott talking about OBJ. Take a listen. I said it the first time y'all asked me, this is a business. So, I mean, I, that, I leave that to that side of the um, of the building. And um, obviously, yeah, I would help to have him. Uh, he, he's a great player. If he can come in and play right now, 100%, yeah, we want him. And um, But but we've, as I said before, I've got a lot of confidence in the guys that we have and where we're going and guys getting their feet back underneath them and, and what we've built upon. So uh, if we get him, hell yeah, it's going to help. And if not, yeah, I mean, I'm confident in what we have and know that we can win. Yeah, it, it wasn't the other side of the building. It wasn't finances, okay? It was, it, take a look. When you listen to what Dak said, Dak said, if he can play right away. He can't play right away. Can't play right away. So, um, can't, can't play right away. Uh, by the way, we have an update on the World Cup. Ilo, you got that World Cup up on your... Um, I have the goal. I, I, yeah, I have the goal. So uh, Argentina was leading the Netherlands in the quarterfinals two to one. Final seconds of second half stoppage time, literally the tenth minute, and the Netherlands attempted a free kick. Emiliano Martinez dancing just in front of his goal line. Comares rolls it in. It's a goal. The Dutch have scored. Can you believe it? The Colin Fox said they're going to overtime, so both Netherlands goals scored by Vout Veghorst. I actually had some Vout Veghorst once at the Red Lion Tavern and Beer Garden in Silver Lake, by the way. So Argentina and the Netherlands going to overtime, uh, just like Croatia and Brazil earlier today. Vout Veghorst. Vout Veghorst. I find the Vout Veghorst better off the tap than I do from the can. What about you guys? That's <laughs> <laughs> how I look at Vout Veghorst. So I look at about, about Vague Horse. Um, uh, can, can I, I actually, I kind of want to divert into a story, which I didn't run by Jay Stu, but I want to run by Jay Stu. You guys ready for it? Have you guys seen this model who like has never met Tom Brady, but said she loved Tom Brady. And then what happens with these websites are that like, I've never heard of. They pop up on your like Instagram and and Facebook and other stuff is you get like guys that don't know anything about sports going like, uh, does Tom Brady have a new girlfriend? Like the chick is an Instagram model, which there's other terms for Instagram models, um, who showed up at his football game, kind of trolling him, you know, and wants to meet him, professes her true love for a guy she's never met before. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I clearly, we all don't know the real Tom Brady and what Tom is like with his ladies behind the scenes. But my guess is that while Tom is a free man um, to do whatever he would like, the idea that that woman is now his girlfriend, like how have we gotten to that point to where that is somehow accessible news? 
Your thoughts, Chase, too. Veronica Rajik, as you were talking, I, I had to do a Google image search just for uh, research purposes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, between Tom Brady's personal life and divorce being news and uh, and now this, um, yeah, it seems to be a little... I guess on the on the uh, what do you call it borderline newsish and it's not even borderline news more page six stuff it's not even like even page like page six the the beauty to page six is like you know these are w- well known people dating one another rumors stories about things like that right this is somebody who I mean it's it's kind of genius by her let me just thrust myself into this Tom Brady story it'll help you know my fo- my followers and I'll become a um, What's it called when you're somebody who tells people to buy things? Influencer. Influencer. But like, who are these people who are covering this like it's a story? And, I, and the, 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 the issue with it is it becomes like news on the level of regular news. You're like, wait, that's not, that, that's not, that's not accurate, Right. I mean, it's not news, and these are not credible people. So I, I just really, really struggle with it. Doug, when we were younger, when I saw breaking news come on a screen, I literally, my heart would stop because it was either, you know, something extremely crazy, you know, something happened that was like, oh, my God, like, you know. Now breaking news comes on, and it's like a dog running on the freeway. <laughs> And, and I'm like, are yeah. you kidding me right now? So your point about that is extremely accurate. And, and back in the day, the breaking news even had this really intense theme song that made your skin crawl. Okay, what disaster has befallen us now? Uh, by the way, we do have Tom Brady's reaction to this story, by the way. Just like we drew it up. <laughs> just like we drew it up. Oh, just like we drew it up there. Well, I don't know if you know the, do you, Ilo, do you know the just like we drew it up thing with, with Jay Stu? Uh, no, this is this is news to me. What is it? Just like uh, we drew it up is the uh, is the new thing that people do that's so uncreative and lazy. It basically exposes your lack of imagination. Uh, I'll give you an example. You know when you uh, when you go to a restaurant. I know things are tight with you, Ilo, but once you treat yourself and your family to, to a restaurant, and then you eat all your food, and then the waiter comes around after you've cleaned the plate and it's been like five minutes and he's like, you, you obviously hated it. And then somebody laughs. It's like the, a way to get a cheap laugh. So on Twitter and in person here, Tom Brady this week and then Sean McVay last night, oh. they walk into the press corps and say, just like we just drew like it up, it huh? Up. And then everyone's going to have their, their laugh. That, I, it's annoying. I will say this, guys, and I've I'm guilty of my fair share of laughing way too loud at a mediocre joke by an athlete or coach, but it just struck me how lo- loud the Tom Brady laughter was. Oh, yeah. L- listen to this. Just like we drew it up. <laughs> just like we drew it up. <laughs> oh, my God, Tom with the funnies. Tom, listen, can you open for Chappelle? Because you will clear truly uh, more of the crowd. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's more a sad statement of the media guys than anything else. But Isaac, the... The L.A. reporters are a little bit more, a little more focused. Oh. All right, guys, just like we drew it up. Um. <laughs> You're right. You're right. There was a woman in the back that found it hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Sean, ah. Sean ah. McVay was. I the, never uh, heard that one before. No, Sean McVay was the opening act while everyone was still eating their dinner, and uh, and, and Brady was the closer. Mm, Brady was the 
but it was the closer. Yeah, I just, like, um, I don't know. I understand that Brady has gotten to where he, like, one of his kids' birthday, I think, was yesterday. Um, you know, he he puts, obviously, his family out there and the Facebook stuff, and they were, like, a, they were a, one of the biggest couples in the world. So all of that stuff, I think, was kind of fair game. Plus, it was revolved around his desire to keep playing football, so we were told. But now I'm kind of like, like, chick shows up at a game, takes photos and videos and says, professes her true love for Tom Brady, who she's never met. And now uh, another website takes it as, does she have a new boyfriend? Because somebody who is not, is showing her around Tampa. Like, do we think Tom Brady on his day off, on his kid's birthday, is showing some Instagram model Tampa? Doug, do you remember this at a Super Bowl a couple years a couple years ago? To the woman in the wedding Betty, dress. I'm in love with you. Are you really? Can you marry me, please? Wow. Marry I've me, never please, had a proposal. Inez, please, Brady. What's your name first? Hi, Inez. 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 It's a beautiful name, Inez. Marry me. What's... I'm the real Miss Brady. <laughs> <laughs> so has it happened before? Uh... Yes, it's happened before. And I'm sure Tom Brady handled it as well as you can handle it. You know? So, I just, where, where are we going? That And, and this is not like, <laughs> like, where are we going that this is actually something that gets tweeted and retweeted and becomes like on your news feed? You're like, jeez. Has to be a way to filter some of this stuff better. Has to be a way. Um, so, look, the let, let's, let's circle back to the OBJ thing. I, I just... Like he's a BSer, it's kind of obvious to everybody. I, I I'm guessing that Jerry kind of pissed, to be totally honest with you. Because I'm guessing Jerry probably said, "Hey, listen, we want to bring you in. We'd like to have you. Love to have you. Want to pursue it." But he probably brought up the idea of like, "All right, so when we bring you in, you'll play." And now OBJ's like, "I don't really need to play in the regular season." Well, that's good. We don't need really need to sign you then. You know, you're not gonna be cleared. They checked out his knee, his lack of ability to say, I'm absolutely positively ready. I can play tomorrow. I need, I want four weeks in a place to feel comfortable. Like, yeah, that's not actually how it works. He's just a BS artist and we fall for it. Just like people fall for the, maybe Tom Brady's, she professes her true love for Tom Brady. So maybe Tom Brady's in it. Like, you really think Tom Brady needs to, needs that? I think he'll do okay for himself. I don't know. It just a look. All you need to know about OBJ is the Rams have wanted wanted to sign him since he got hurt, and we were told it was about money for a long time. He didn't think he was getting the respect, and then he he does this song and a dance about teams that he's going to go visit. He goes and visits the Giants. They don't offer him a deal. He goes and visits the Cowboys. And it comes out that his knee is not right. He ain't going to be ready this year. And they don't offer him a deal. Or we don't know of them offer him a deal. Now he's like, you know, I don't really want to play the regular season. What's the point? Well, the point is, like, you got to kind of play and live bullets. And you're coming off an ACL. Like, not going to be good. Ah, I've been playing long enough. BS artist, right? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is a question I have for you, Jay Steele. I want to talk about this a little bit more in the pod. But if you make the wrong decision on going to a place, do you just made the call, I'll write it out, or do you bail as soon as you know that that's what's happened? Going to like a, a dinner or an event, 
And yeah, anything. If I if I'm in, if I committed, I'm I'm probably sticking around. And that includes like through a bad movie. If there's a movie that's bad halfway through, I'm sticking around. I paid for it. You've never walked out of a movie? <laughs> Not once. No. You know, I almost walked out of uh, Talladega Nights. I actually told Will Ferrell this. <laughs> I told Will Ferrell this. I go, Will, I'm going to tell you something. Real. I, I, Ramos has heard my Will Ferrell story. I don't think you and I had, I don't think we were working together at the time. It was probably a year ago, maybe more. I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, um, what happened was I was coaching in a basketball tournament and uh, I got done. I got done with a game and a guy walks up with a Dodger hat on and a mask on. This is like back just after kind of COVID pandemic sort of days. And he takes down his mask like, Doug, Will. And I'm like, Will Ferrell? <laughs> Holy cow, like, you know me. Anyway, we had met once before and he was watching the game and we talked a little bit. And then at some point, Hayes goes, can I, Mr. Ferrell, he's like, Will, can I ask you one question? He's like, you only get one. And, you know, Hayes didn't get nervous. He's like, how'd you not die laughing when you're filming Elf? Elf is his, Elf and Christmas Vacation, his 1A, 1B favorite Christmas movies. And he said, in all honesty, like, I thought it was a terrible movie because we were running around, I was running around in yellow tights in New York City and nobody thought it was funny. <laughs> I was the, oh, the people who were making the film sort of thought it was funny. I thought it was just ridiculous. Like, it wasn't funny because I was acting like a child in yellow tights in New York City. So I had no idea. So I said, it's funny. Um, you know, like Talladega Nights, I almost walked out of. And he's like, I probably would have too. He's like, and we talked more about the layering, but that movie, the power went out. I was watching in Cushing, Oklahoma, and the power went out like there's a thunderstorm, like mid-movie. And I was like, this is not very good. You, you guys want to go? Like, ah, we already paid. We got the popcorn. Let's stay. And then it was funnier, like the second part of the movie is funnier, but the, when you go back and watch the movie, it's hilarious. I ask because, you know, there's a lot of people like, were you thinking about leaving the game last night? And because I showed up end of second quarter, I didn't have that football ADD bug like, I've been here for three hours, I'm good, this is a bad game. But had I been there earlier, I might have thought about it. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um... Man, there's a lot to get to here. A lot to get to. Brian Billick's going to join us momentarily. Of course, Super Bowl champion head coach with the Baltimore Ravens uh, back in 2000. He's joining us on behalf of X-Tech Shoulder Pads. Like, there, there's a lot of, gosh, there's a lot of, a lot of coaching involved and in interesting things. Like, I, I really think the Raiders should have gone for it. You know, fourth and one, two minute, go for it, end the game right there and then. Um. And there was a, an element of coaching with McVay where uh, Zach Robinson, who's a, a friend of mine, Oklahoma, former Oklahoma State quarterback, former NFL quarterback, the assistant quarterback coach, but he was, and Baker gave him a shout-out last night, he was reportedly, you know, working with Baker on, you know, knowing all the calls, whatever. But if you watch the game, you know that McVay was, I mean, it's one thing to call the play, but I think he was talking him through everything. Like, that was an amazing, that's really an amazing thing we saw last night. Not just to get through a game, but to, to execute the two-minute drill without having a real practice with dudes, that's, that's, that's more than a little incredible. Yes, uh, John Rahm. And also, I think it, it does, and we've been talking about coaches uh, for a while now since the Jeff Saturday hire and how they affect and, and don't affect and stuff. But I guess, you know, to, to kind of 
for the lack of a better term, dumb down your offense that you've been pretty much running at a high level with Stafford and the guys who've been in your program for quite a while. To have to dumb it down basically to get somebody who can just get the right stuff done just to get you moving, that's got to be tough too as a coach to kind of like, how can I take this and bring it down to a level to somebody who really doesn't know how it runs at the high level that we have. I, I don't think he wanted to dumb it down. I think part the, the hard part is it's a different language, a different. He played in some similar offenses, but it's just a different language, right? Like, um, Oh, I, I'll be here. Here's, here's one. I had done radio for uh radio for over a decade. When, I went to work at CBS and they'd come in after you'd have a guest on. They'd be like, that was a great spot. Huh? Great spot. You had Brian Billick on. It was a great spot. Like, what is a spot? Like a guest spot. I had never heard it called that way. So it, it's the adjustment of the verbiage, which is really, really difficult. I would think Brian Billick is the best guy to call on. I'm so glad we have him today. Of course, before he was a Super Bowl champion head coach, he was, do you guys remember how good they were in Minnesota as the offensive coordinator there? So, Brian, help me out. Uh, what was your impression of Baker Mayfield two days, not just running the offense, but I talked to a GM today and he said, now the most impressive thing is running the two, how do you even run the two-minute drill? What, what did you think when you were watching last night? Yeah, very impressive. You know, and, and he's got a vet, enough veteran status and, and Sean McVay did a great job of wrapping a package around for him to go in to readily execute it and communicate it. Yeah, very, very impressive. And and they kept, they played the kind of game that you need to play, the, the Rams want to play, uh, when it comes to, you know, keeping the quarterback at a certain pitch count, the ability to run the ball. Um, that's, you know, that's that's the key for them. And when they can get that going, then, yeah, yeah, life's pretty good. Um, and so the question becomes now going forward. And and the good news is they're kind of he's playing on house money. He, you know, the Rams are kind of out of it. Yeah. So whatever he does going now, so what, what, what's going to do? Throw another interception to lose a game? Okay, well, just, you know, chalk that up. So he can kind of be the Baker Mayfield gunslinging that he likes and take some shots. And, and because the repercussions aren't that bad, he, uh, he, he could run up some pretty good, uh, pretty good scores here. Um, would it be fair to say, though, that the, the flaws to Baker Mayfield were still on display in that he doesn't have a great arm and he's still he's not big, he's not crazy athletic, that the brain power and the leadership is still there, but it's the tangibles that hold him back and those will kind of always be there? Yeah, it was it, what we saw and we'll, I think, continue to see is, yeah, what happens if you get into a, okay, it's got to be a, a 40, 45 pitch game. And you got to keep up with the track meet. Then, then you're going to get all of Baker Mayfield. You can keep him at contained 25, 30 throw, run the ball decently. You can get a really good Baker Mayfield. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. You throw the ball 45 times, you're going to get good Baker Mayfield and bad Baker Mayfield. I think his accuracy, you know, coming out of college, it was boy, he's very athletic and 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 he's very accurate. Well, he was accurate on a dominant Oklahoma team where the windows were huge. Um, and and now they're not. Now they're not. And and obviously his ability to run around. He's a, he's a decent athlete, but not at the NFL level. He's not going to make plays with his legs consistently. He might get you out of a little bit of trouble here. So yeah, as we go forward with the Rams, the more we see of it, we may get all of the Baker Mayfield. And and you'll see. Okay, so is 
what do they do now? Do they think they reborn and got a guy? Uh, you know, probably not. Now, what are you going to do? Notwithstanding Matthew Stafford's situation, uh, are you going to draft a guy? Are you going to go get a guy? Uh, they got a few games to figure that out. Um, Brian Billix, our, our guest in the Doug Gottlieb show, coaching wise from the Raiders' perspective, um, this is the fourth such collapse they've had this season. How much of that is on this coaching staff? Well, whether you're going to be whether you're responsible or not, you're going to be held accountable for it. I mean, that's just the way it is, uh, you, you know. And and obviously, Josh McDaniel has been down this road before. Um, uh, I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. You know, we thought with him and Devontae Adams and getting everything back that they were going to kind of explode. Uh, they haven't. They actually ran the ball pretty good the other night. They ran for 165 yards. Uh, Derek Carr only threw the ball 20 times, and he had two interceptions. So you can credit the Rams' defense to that to a degree. That had a lot to do with it. And at the end of the day, yeah, it was a difference because it was a 17-16 game. Uh, but, the yeah, you know, Josh McDaniel, you know, you got a couple of young coaches. That AFC West is kind of interesting because coming into it, the season, did we not kind of think that the AFC West – and when you rate a, a division, and you, uh, it's kind of based on, well, what are the quarterbacks doing? Right? What, what, uh, who, who has the best quarterback? With the AFC West, when you got uh, Russell Wilson coming into it and Carr and McDaniel now together and Herbert with it, you know, and then of course you got the Chiefs Mahomes. But boy, this could be the best, one of the best divisions in, in football. Hasn't turned out the way. And you got some young, good young coaches that, that are okay, you know, the, the genius is rubbed off. And what are we going to do now when you're talking about? Um, with the Chargers and the Raiders and the Broncos. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, you, you studied quarterbacks your entire career, right? And you've had some that hit, you've had some that miss. Um, I mean, look, I mean, Randall Cunningham is a perfect example that he had a lot of talent, but man, he had great success. You put him in a great position to succeed when you're his coach. When you had Trent Dilfer, different quarterback, different style. You had ultimate success winning the Super Bowl, but you had to change kind of his role. What do you do if you're Denver with um, Russell Wilson at this point in his career? Well, Russell Wilson can still play, but his talents are unique. His his talents are, and in Seattle, they had it fine-tuned in terms of run the ball and deep play actions, and I'm going to make throws down the field that have a low percentage of being completed, but somehow he makes it happen. And you got you got to wrap some talent around them too to make that happen. Um, Denver and 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 what Nathaniel Hackett's trying to do—he's going back to his old 49ers and succinct and efficient and you know nickel and dime and this that and the other. I don't know that that's Russell Wilson. So you got to get better players around him, and you got to you change your offensive thinking to match what he because he can still play. To think that Russell Wilson is past it or too old—I I don't think that's the case. I don't think I don't know that what they're doing or what they're trying to do is meshing real well with what your your supposedly your best players is supposed to be able to do. Um, all right, help me out. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa had had a very successful statistical run last weekend. Not the case. Where are you on how good he actually is as a quarterback? Well, we're going to find out. You know, the legendary Bill Walsh always felt like. By the 25th, 26th start, you're going to know whether a guy's the real deal or not. It could happen before then, but if it doesn't happen by then, 
uh, it's probably not going to happen. And and I don't know what his exact number of games are because he's been kind of in and out. So it's been non-contiguous, which is tough. Um, but I think we're going to find out, you know, because Miami's a pretty good football team. And 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 at the end of the day, San Francisco was was uh, they played to their. And the hard thing is because you're comparing to a guy that came off the bench with Mister Irrelevant and all that kind of stuff. And so it's geez, Jesus comparison. How come uh, Tua didn't play better? You know, um, yeah, we're going to find out going forward because they got a, they've got a three game stretch here on the road that is probably as tough as anybody in the league. They have to go. They're at they were at San Francisco. They stayed on the West Coast because you're talking East Coast versus West Coast travel. They stayed on the West Coast to play the Chargers and and Herbert and that comparison now. Because you're going to say, okay, here's another young quarterback. So, you know, how does that look and compare? And then they come home, but then they have to go on the road up to Buffalo against another good young quarterback in in Josh Allen. So uh, the comparisons, and and that's tough on a team. As good as Miami looks to be right now, and they are pretty good, that's a that's a tough stint. And uh, so, you know, we're going to find out over the next couple of weeks exactly how he has progressed. There are some that are calling into question Herbert. Hey, it's just stats. It's not real. Uh, people I've talked to all completely convinced he's the real deal. What's your assessment of Justin Herbert at this point in his career? Um, I think we have to wait till he gets in on a real team, a good team, to find out because he can only do so much. I mean, the stats are good, and, and yeah. So that means they're there. Um, I, I like him. you got to like him. you got to like what he does. And, but but you, it, it's got to, you know, we've got to see what it is on a team that it, it really counts. And and uh, it it that can mature. And again, it goes back to you know coaching, and you got a defensive minded coach, young coach who came in from the Rams, and and uh, and now are they doing? You know how good are they? It's always difficult to evaluate a quarterback separate from what's going on around him. And what's going on around him isn't real consistent right now. No so I don't know that I'd lay that at the feet of Herbert. I, I'm 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 with you on that one. Uh, by the way, he X Tech uh, created. The special pads, right, for, for Herbert yeah. so he could play when he had the fractured ribs. For people who aren't familiar with X-Tech, what makes them, I mean, like Justin Jefferson wears them, Josh Jacob, Josh Jacob wears them. What, what separates them as pads? Well, it's the best pad in, in, in football. 80% of the professionals are wearing this pad. Why? Because, and with all the innovations we've had, you know, in materials and technologies and how we do it, pads have not changed. You know, the pads before were the pads, same pads back when, hell, when I was playing. And big guys got big pads and little guys got little pads. Well, now you have, as is typical technology, XTech pads has taken it to a whole nother level. These are very specific based on height, weight, position, injury history, uh, specialized padding like you just alluded to with the rib pads that we had. Uh, X-Tech pads, the leader in the industry in, in pro football and college football. And what's great is now they're available at the high school level. And the top high school programs, modern day, St. John Bosco, Westlake, Katy, Bishop Gorman, all the top high schools in the country. Uh, and, and it's making it way because the parents are getting vested in now. They recognize, I want to get my kids the best protection possible. They're recognizing that that's X-Tech pads. Coach Billick, you're the best. Hope you're having a great holiday season. Love talking football, hearing you talk about football. Thanks for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Sounds good, man. All right, it's Brian Billick joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. 
I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.